Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 11.30 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Hour on never. Good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen, TGIF. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. We're getting all of that. Welcome to G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. Well, we're talking reflux, diabetes, homemade candy. Oh, my, this is what you get when you let me pick the subject. So, anyway, we are pleased, though, to welcome back our Diet Diva Tara Collingwood, who's going to address all of that for us today. Good morning. How you doing? Happy Friday. I am. Hey, happy Friday. Happy holidays. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I'm partially in the spirit. So, got, still got to work, some <laughs> well, work I mean, to do. It, it, yeah, it's. We still we still got some time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I'm good. Um, my, 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 I'm in my heart in the spirit. My brain's kind of sort of in spirit. My my physical being not so much. Still got some some work to do, but I'm getting to it. Fireplace looks good. <laughs> so <laughs> well, that's important. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How was your How was your Thanksgiving? Oh, it was wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, nice and kind of just chill. It was good. Yeah, yeah, it's good. All right, so it's that time of year where we kind of tend to overindulge a little mm-hmm. bit, although, I mean, I don't think we ever run out of, out of excuses for, for doing that, but this time of year it's it's really kind of – we kind of go overboard Um so I, I try to do kind of my, my advanced prep. Um, I've lost weight already, so getting, getting ready for the holidays. Good for you. <laughs> Just a little bit. Not not enough, not nearly enough, but a, a little bit. So. so one of the things I want to talk about, though, is because we tend to, <clears throat> let's say, overindulge or we make allowances or we go back to things that, like, we've been waiting on all year. Like, for example, for me, and I didn't do enough of it, so I'm probably going to make up for it a little bit for Christmas. I I save up all year to overindulge on gravy for Thanksgiving. So that's one of my things. But sometimes after you've kind of withdrawn from some things and you go back to it, you have issues. And one of those issues that I wanted to address today is um, reflux, acid reflux. Um 
can you go into more detail about what acid reflux actually is and and are there other similar um, types of conditions that mimic that that maybe we're saying as acid reflux and it might be something else? Sure, yeah. So acid reflux, it's commonly called GERD, you know, gastroesophageal reflux disease, G-E-R-D, is, is what we commonly call it. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, we just kind of say reflux for uh, – for, you know, just to shorten it a little bit. Um, but it's, it's when, you know, you're, you've got um, this, uh, like, valve between your esophagus and your stomach. And that valve is what prevents your, your, your stomach is very acidic, right? And so we don't want the acid from the stomach coming back into the esophagus. But sometimes that valve causes the, is, is lax or, you know, isn't quite, closing and opening the way it should. And so some of those stomach acids come back up into your esophagus um, and, you know, can, can damage it. And it can go into your esophagus, esophagus. It can actually go into your respiratory tract as well, your pharynx. So um, it can be quite dangerous. I mean, it, it, we're not supposed to have acid in those places. Our stomach is used to acid and the lining of our stomach is is made for that acid. But those other um, those others are not, and so it can you know cause discomfort, um, you know, kind of that burning in your your chest, um, but also can potentially lead to um, you know some different ulcers in the esophagus. It can lead to potentially even um, you know precancerous or cancerous conditions. Um, so yeah, it can it can actually be uh, quite serious. So my one question is. Do do some people inherently have maybe a little bit more acid in their system or develop more acid in their system than others? Yes, it can be a genetic component, um, but there also can be reasons why um, when we are overweight or during pregnancy, that that sphincter, that valve, um, tends to be pressed on. I mean, literally just think about the weight, you know, of a big belly or a, a stomach, you know, a, a baby <laughs> pressing on that area. And that causes the, the sphincter, the valve to kind of be open a little bit more. And so some more of that uh, reflux will come in. So you commonly hear that with, you know, pregnant women. Oh, I can't eat pizza. I can't do tomatoes. I can't do orange juice. I can't do coffee. I can't do, you know, some of these foods that tend to be a little bit more acidic. Um, because that is, is coming back up. Um, and, and definitely like lying down after a meal is one of the worst things that you can do. And, you know, just literally think gravity. <laughs> so we, you know, and, and sitting up straight. So like maybe after lunch, if you're hunched over your desk, you know, doing emails and whatever, and we don't have good posture, um, that can be a problem as well. So, so yeah, there are some genetic reasons, but then there are some other things that can maybe exacerbate or cause it to, to be a little bit worse as well. I, one of the reasons I was asking about that, though, because they, and we, we don't have to get into it today, but, you know, there's this uh, theory about uh, um, certain blood type diets and I know you've probably heard of them and, and a lot of some mm-hmm. supposedly a lot of had a lot of the acid um, and certain people with certain blood types have more acid than others 
that's that was one of the things I had heard. So, um, mm. uh, fact or fiction? Is that a myth we need to debunk now? Or? You know, one, I, I don't know. Um, I've okay. never heard that. I've, I don't know that it's common um, medical knowledge that, um, mm. or accepted, I should say, medical knowledge. Blood type, really, there is very little, if anything, that has been related to blood type in terms of, you know, weight loss or um, the right diet for you or anything like that, or really even much in terms of health. And so okay. I have not heard that, that, um, you know, but again, who knows? You know, you never know. Um, I mean, if you have reflux, you have reflux, whether it's because of your blood type or not, you can't change your blood type. So, you know, that's what I always say with genetic risk of things too. It's like, well, I have high cholesterol cause I have, you know, genetic, it's genetic. Well, now you have to work harder. <laughs> now you have to do something about it, you know? So just because it might be genetic or because of your blood type doesn't mean just because we know the cause or the relationship doesn't mean anything, it's still, you still have it. And so let's, you know, move forward with some of the treatments and some of the things that I can do to minimize my risk. Okay. Um, let's talk about one of the things I wanted to ask about was food triggers Yeah. Um, for reflux. So can you go into that a little bit more? Sure. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things is just the size of the meal. So large, again, think gravity, think, you know, pressing on that, that sphincter, think, you know, causing it to, to come back open and have things go back up when they're supposed to stay down. So the more you put into your stomach, the more full it's going to be. It's going to be more towards the top where that sphincter is. And so, you know, if you can try to not do huge meals and just eat smaller amounts, you know, maybe spread the food out more frequently throughout the day, that can be a good one. Um, another one, as I already mentioned, is avoiding laying down or slouching um, after a meal. So, you know, try to sit upright. I mean, you don't have to, you know, put a, a ruler against your back and like be, you know, completely crazy about your posture. But I think a lot of us tend to slouch. And, you know, maybe after dinner, we lay on the couch or, you know, lay back on the recliner or something like that. So trying to, you know, kind of stay upright. In terms of what you're eating, um, there are, you know, certain things that can cause more reflux. So acid, it is acid that's coming back up. So acidic beverages, especially. So coffee is actually very acidic. So some people have to completely cut out coffee, even decaf coffee. So it's not just the caffeine, but it's the acids in the coffee beans that can cause that problem. Anything like the tomatoes, anything spicy, um, anything super acidic, like I mentioned, the citrus, um, those all can, um, can cause, especially, I, I, you know, I said spicy, but can really be a big problem for people is, you know, any amount of spice, whether it's hot sauce that you add or, you know, some spicy um, salsa or, you know, anything that might cause that. Some people have problems with garlic. Um, but that tends to not be quite as acidic. Uh, it's more those, you know, highly acidic foods. Peppers can cause a problem for a lot of people as well. I'm glad you clarified on the decaf coffee because I was talking to someone that was having an issue with uh, regular coffee, and I suggested decaf, and they're like, no, I have an issue with that too. And I was like, really? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah I'm glad you clarified so that. Both. Yeah, it can be both. So the caffeine definitely is a problem. So some people, even soda um, can cause a problem. Um, but 
it's, it's, you know, not just the caffeine. It's also the acidic nature of the coffee bean. Okay. And I'm glad you mentioned the pasta and the sitting up because I do understand. I mean, there's sometimes that, unfortunately, I end, end up eating late and it's just more comfortable for me. Or if I've managed to go to sleep in the middle of the night, I wake up, it is more comfortable for me to kind of prop myself up a little bit and go to sleep, you know, which mm-hmm. I'm like, this is normal. But, you know, I guess if, if that's what I'm dealing with, then, then maybe that's the thing. So are there yeah, foods? yeah. I mean, some people have to actually, some people have to actually sleep with the head of their mm-hmm. bed raised. So, yeah. um, you know, or sleep on a recliner. I mean, this it can be quite serious. <clears throat> yeah. We got to get back to the sleep issue at some point because I know you, both, both you and I have talked <laughs> about that. So we've got to get back to that at some point because that's really important. Yeah. I'm, I, yeah, I, I'm work, I'm working harder on that um, to the point. <laughs> it's, it's kind of messing up my schedule, but I think I'm getting some other benefits from it. So um, if, if that's the case, I'm, 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 I'm going to work on it a little bit more. So just as there are foods that, that may be a trigger, are there foods that may be a saving grace that can kind of, uh, you know, diffuse the reflux a bit or prevent it? Mm, are, are there any yeah, things that you know, not, know of? Yeah, not so much. It's more prevention mm. and avoiding than it is, oh, eat this and you won't have any problems. Um, I mean, definitely water, I would say, can help with digestion in in general and can help get food down. Um, So that can be, you know, something that you want to make sure that you're drinking water with all your meals and even in between meals just to kind of the, the contents of the stomach moving as well. So I would say, you know, that's a a good one. Um, You know, proteins aren't going to be quite as high in some of those, those acids. So, you know, making sure that you're having protein with every single meal. Also um, high fiber foods. Again, that helps to, I mean, it really helps more when it gets into the colon but even helping to, you know, kind of keep things moving through the digestive tract, um, the high fiber foods are good. Um, ginger might be a good one, you know, instead of the garlic, <laughs> going more towards the ginger. That one's also, you know, always good for digestion. Um, so I would say, you know, that those might be some things that you want to, you know, try. Um, but otherwise, yeah, there's not really anything that I would say is going to get rid of it. Okay. Good to know. Um, And, and yeah, you mentioned a few things like, you know, we've started to do more. You mentioned ginger, and I'm not sure how, you know, much we're doing in terms of doing ourselves a a good health thing as much as we just kind of like it. But we've gravitated more in terms of having things like ginger balls and stuff around the Mm -hmm. house. Uh, And and, uh, I throw a few in my purse sometimes, you know. Uh, and I'm not usually a hard candy person, but, you know, I do, and my husband gets after me too, because I do after a while tend to, tend to chew <laughs> on hard candy. Yeah. Not, not meant for that, but, um, yeah, we, oh. we do like, like ginger. I like the pickled ginger that they put in yeah, the sushi. Yeah. yeah so. Oh, I love that. I always ask for extra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, thanks for that. We are going to take a quick break. When we come back, um, diabetes. This is a kind of difficult time for people that have diabetes or are trying to prevent diabetes, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. We are here with the Diet Diva, Tara Collingwood. If you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. Geez, Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back.
Does it appear the long arm of the law is working against you instead of for you? Whom do you call when the boys in blue are pursuing you? When the wrong person behind bars may end up being you? With over 40 years combined legal expertise, Anderson and Welch bring to bear a smart, sound, sensible defense of those caught in what may be the unrelenting grip of the legal system. Turn to Anderson and Welch first to get ahead of trouble, not fall into it, by calling 561-832-3386. That's 561-832-3386. That's Anderson and Welch Law Firm online at andersonandwelch.com. Good morning. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us. We are here with Tara Collin with the Diet Diva. And if you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. She has a treat for us. I'll tell you more about that later. But in the meantime, to all of my diabetic family and friends, and this actually just seems to, I, I don't know who doesn't have an issue with diabetes these days. It just really seems um, more of a common occurrence, unfortunately. But uh, let's get to that a little bit because this is a difficult time for people that have diabetes or are trying to prevent diabetes. I'm kind of like borderline and I'm like, like, don't please don't say that nasty word metformin to me. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Let me see what I can do to stay away from it. But, you know, I mean, it, it, this is difficult. Uh, what is going on? How do, how do we balance that out this time of year? What's help? <laughs> this help? Yeah. Well, you know, we we just talked about the um, you know the reflux, and um, before we move on to diabetes, I just wanted to mention one more thing about that as well. Is okay. um, you know, in terms of we talked about food in terms of treatment, but medications. You know, unfortunately sometimes we do have to turn to medications and I'd rather someone take some medication than not in terms of, you know, I always hear people say, Oh, I, there's medications, those side effects. Again, one of those side effects could be saving your life. So, you know, let's, let's not rule that out. So the, the proton pump inhibitors, the antacids, you know, that kind of stuff. So a Meprazole there's, it's over the counter, you know, there's different ones. So just check that out. Talk to your doctor. Just wanted to get that in there about that. But one of the other things that you can do, which is what made me also think of this for diabetes, is, you know, unfortunately, the weight loss. And, and you're right. We have an epidemic of diabetes, but we also have an epidemic of, you know, obesity in our country. And the, it's not coincidental <laughs> that the two and, you know, one of the things that I said for that, um, you know, for the, the GERD, the reflux is weight loss as well. So, you know, even five pounds, even 10 pounds, you know, depending on how much extra weight someone has can make a huge difference in your blood sugar control, in your reflux, in pressing on that, you know, sphincter for the reflux. Um, So, you know, just that little bit of weight loss, I think, is one of the best things that you can focus on. And I know talking about this in the holidays when we're talking about treats and sugar and all kinds of stuff um, is hard, but, you know, that's really the biggest prevention of diabetes is not having excess weight. Um, And then we can get into some of the other lifestyle things about what you're eating, how you're eating, how you're exercising, you know, that kind of thing. 
But I just, you know, don't shoot the messenger, but I just, I, I follow the science and the science is very clear that, you know, excess weight increases your risk. Now, not everybody. I mean, I've got, uh, you know, lots of clients, uh, lots of friends who are diabetic and are little skinny minis. And, you know, it's, it's more of a genetic thing. Um, and so, you know, there, there's definitely other reasons why people become diabetic, but primarily we see that even if you become diabetic, if you're carrying excess weight, losing some of that excess weight will help. Okay. Like I said, unfortunately, we do tend to give in this time of year. Uh, I love you, honey, but, uh, you know, my <laughs> resident diabetic um, decides this is the time to order uh, all of the nice candies and, and chocolate-covered whatevers because he knows his wife likes chocolate, so that's his excuse. But um, uh-huh. anyway, that's an excuse. I'm buying it so, for you. <laughs> to the point where, he, you know, we're, we're um, unboxing the stuff that he decided. Because I told him at first, no, don't order anything, and then I felt a little bad. So, so you know, he's like, we need more candy dishes. I'm like, no, we don't need more candy dishes. <laughs> we just need to yeah. stop. We just don't need to order anything. <laughs> we have an abundance of candy dishes. We don't need that. Um, you know, and, and we, we, you know, say we're, you know, just in case we have guests. It's like, no, <laughs> let's be clear. You know, we're, we're doing this for us, okay? But um, that, you know, it's, it's kind of, like I said, it's, difficult this time of year just not to do that and then what how how badly do you sabotage let's say a a healthy eating plan when you do stuff like that and you know how much you know how much time does it take it says what is it 90 days to develop a a habit or whatever um Mm -hmm. but it, it doesn't doesn't seem to take much to destroy that so, I mean, how do you pull oh, yourself back or how do you come back from that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is It is tough. It does take a long time to develop that habit when it's a struggle. And then it's so easy just to break it <laughs> when, you know, when it's just you, you let off the gas a little bit. Um, so, you know, and, and I think you're you're exactly on the right track that it is habits. It's habits that we're in that we have to focus on. It's not just the one day of the year of Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever. That's the problem. It's the everyday stuff that we need to improve. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I always tell people during the holiday time between Thanksgiving and Christmas, if you can just, if you're, you know, on a weight loss plan, if you can just maintain, just maintain during those four weeks and then we can hit it again, you know, come Jan one. Um, But, you know, if you can continue to lose, like you said, Hey, I lost a few knowing I'm going to put it back on (laughs) over, you know, (laughs) over the the couple of weeks of Christmas. That's, that's great too. You know, Um, if you know that, you know what, life's too short, I want to indulge a little bit. Great. Get ready for it. Prepare for it. Lose a little bit, gain a little bit, and then we'll lose it again in January. So, you know, Mm. I'm not a huge advocate of always yo-yoing, but I'd rather that just gain. You know, and, and we're not talking about, you know, yo-yoing 30 pounds. We're just talking about, oh, if I can lose three, four, five, and then gain, you know, a couple of that back, and then, you know, try to lose it again um, in January. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think it's the, it's the daily habits that we have that, um, that add up to what our health and wellness and happiness and everything are going to be. And those daily habits 
of, you know, movement and exercise, of making sure that I have, you know, protein with breakfast, making sure I eat breakfast, making sure I get to my sleep, making sure I, you know, all those things. And again, are, is every day going to be perfect? Absolutely not. I'm not perfect. I don't expect anyone to be perfect. But the more mm-hmm. I can fit into those habits and follow a routine, our body loves routine. It loves routine. Number one thing that can help with your sleep is to stick with the same routine, time. Your body loves it. So, you know, same thing with, with food that, you know, and exercise. If your body is in that routine, it knows to expect it and it starts asking for it. It says, where's my greens? Normally you give me, you know, vegetables. Where are they? And you start craving them because you're, you're used to that. Um, and the mm-hmm. same thing can happen with the, with the, you know, not so good stuff. Hey, normally you give me donuts every day. Where's my donut? You know, or whatever it is. So, you know, trying to have those daily habits and using the treats just as that, as a treat. So, yeah, right. I'm going to have some chocolate. I'm going to have some whatever. But it's a treat. It's not an not a everyday expectation. It's interesting you talk about treats because um, I, I talk about – I actually talk about McDonald's that way. When I was yeah. coming up, going to McDonald's was like a Friday night treat or a weekend treat. It wasn't – a daily McDonald's, I, you know, when I asked for McDonald's, it was, you know, they said, no, no, but, you know, you, you kind of almost said, well, you know, it, it, may, it may come on the weekend. So some, sometimes you just kind of waited. But nowadays I notice it, it's like McDonald's, McDonald's, you know, and I, I'm sorry, McDonald's, this is not necessarily, I worked at McDonald's in high school. This is nothing. I'm just using this as an example. But we do have right, a right. tendency now well, it is the to... iconic, you know, fast food, too. It's like the, yeah. you know, it's the definition of iconic fast food in America. Exactly, exactly, you know, uh, with the drive-thru and everything else, you know. So now it's, it seems like if our kids don't get it every day, they don't know how to handle the world. I mean, I, I just don't understand um, basically how we got to this point. Um, and how we can pull back and do make it so that, okay, let's, if you will just in, in, indulge me or whatever and just eat normal meals during the week, you know, on the weekends maybe we can splurge and everything. How do, how do we pull pull our society back from that need to have and, and for okay so for adults and I am I am guilty of this too for adults it's the Starbucks thing for some of us right so how do we pull yeah, ourselves now, back well, and say go ahead yeah I think it's exactly what you just said I was the same way we went to McDonald's after church on Sundays and that was a treat. And now it's like an everyday, like you said, for, for people. And so, um, you know, I think that's where we have to get back to is it's a treat. And or if we are going to eat out that much, then we can't get the triple, you know, cheeseburger, bacon, fries, extra super size, whatever, you know, greasy nastiness every single time we go out. So, you know, you have to think about, okay, well, I got to get the chicken because, you know, it's grilled chicken and, you know, stuff like that because I'm doing it so often. So I think, you know, just trying to get back to, again, that habit, if your habit is to do the, the big, huge, you know, double, triple cheeseburgers and fries on a regular basis, well, 
then that's going to add up. But if it's, Mm -hmm. if it is a treat like you and I grew up with, then yeah, you can have it, but it's the frequency of, of Mm -hmm. which we have it that can be, and then you really enjoy it and you really savor it. It's not, again, we, you know, we get so used to, it's not a treat anymore. If it's something you have all the time and then you don't savor it and it just becomes, you know, old hat. And so I think it's that frequency piece that, um, mm-hmm. and, and the portion, you know, so if I want fries, maybe I share, like maybe you and your husband share fries instead of each getting your own fries or, you know, even split the burger in half, cut it down the middle and have one meal and split, you know, split that. I mean, it's big enough mm-hmm. <laughs> that, uh, and, you know, you can have a, a Big Mac and split it and fries and split it. And then you have mm-hmm. a snack, you know, three hours later of something healthier. And that's what my husband and I have done now. We started, you know, and even if it's a small fry, sometimes you just want the taste of the fries. It just, you know, it just kind of complements it. So, but you don't have to have the, the, you know, whole thing, you know, each, you know. So we do tend to split fries. And he's actually re- gotten really better um, on some things. Like Sunday morning we go out to breakfast after um, church. He will have a tendency, I have a tendency to, you know, this is like, I'm not cooking, I'm sitting down, someone else is cooking, someone else is serving, and I'm just sitting here enjoying my meal, and I'm, for the most part, I'm eating all of my meal. My husband, on the other hand, is getting a, a big meal, and he's taking, he's already planning on taking half of it home, so that for the next mm-hmm. day or two, he's having breakfast. Um, for Monday and possibly even Tuesday, you know, and I'm like, yeah. you know, and I'm saying to myself, aren't you taking a little bit of the joy out of just enjoying <laughs> a Sunday morning breakfast or something like that? But that's that's his thinking. Is I mean, I, I watched him this past weekend, and it was like, hmm, okay, yep, that's three breakfasts right there. Uh, he and I watched uh-huh. him actually cut it. In, you know, cut the sausage in half and divide the eggs or whatever, and a waffle or whatever it was. You know, and it, you know, it was it wasn't the the healthiest of breakfast, but he wasn't sitting there eating it in all one sitting. Well, but it know. became healthy when he didn't eat it all. You know, and right. maybe got you know, you can get an extra side of fruit, or again, two three hours later when you're home. And you're like, oh, okay, you know, that, that third of a breakfast is gone now. I'm going to have, you know, I'm going to peel myself an orange. I'm going to have some yogurt. I'm going to have, you know, something that's going to be a little bit healthier. And so I, I, do, I do the same thing as he does. I mm-hmm. love, love, love the, uh, the skillet. What is it called? The skillet hash or something at, mm-hmm. um, at first watch. And it's like a lot of potatoes. Oh. I get the veggie one. Veggies, potatoes, eggs, you know, the whole deal. Well, there's a ton of potatoes in there. And so Mm -hmm. I will, you know, eat all the eggs out of it and a lot of the, you know, some of the vegetables and some of the potatoes, but then I save, you know, those potatoes and bring them home and then I'll make another skillet out of it. So I'll use my egg whites at home and, you know, those potatoes left over. So I'll make another skillet, but I use the base of, you know, those, those potatoes because it's just too much. Um, And so, you know, when you think of like, oh, I could eat all this right now, but how am I going to feel for the rest of Sunday afternoon? Am I just going to be like sitting back in the recliner and falling asleep watching football? Or am I going to be, you know, engaged with 
whatever else. Maybe I need to do some housework or yard work or just do something fun with, you know, with Gretchen or do something, you know. And so he's thinking, how am I going to feel if I eat all this? And, you know, so thinking I could eat all of it, but then I'm going to be, I'm going to feel full. Maybe I'll have some reflux. (laughs) Maybe I'll, you know, just be just, you know, kind of that blah feeling, food coma, sleepy, all that kind of stuff, guilty. And, um, and I'm not going to feel good. So he's, he's making that choice to say, I'd rather pack it up, stop when I'm satisfied versus full versus stuffed. And, Mm -hmm. oh, bonus, I've got more meals for the future. I'm going to tell you, though, in my opinion, it's actually more of a strategic and financial thing than how I'm going to feel. Oh, okay. I'm, going to, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm just saying. Hey, whatever motivates you, girl. <laughs> whatever works, though, right? You know, because, yeah, it is, that's the other complication right now. It's football season. And then when it's not football season, or even if it's football season, depending on who's playing, if it's not football, it's the movies for us on Sunday because that's really our only day off together. Yeah. And so, absolutely. And so yeah, that's we're hanging out. So but anyway, but that's we what are I want going people... Oh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was just gonna say that's what I want people to focus on is what is motivating you. So whether it's financial, whether it's time, whether it's how I feel, whether it's how I feel mentally, emotionally, physically you know, that's what, what you want to think about when it's difficult to push the plate away. Absolutely. And so you got to find what motivates you. Mm-hmm. Very good. And the other thing that's good, I wanted to reiterate what you said earlier in the last segment when we were talking about reflux and I guess with diabetes uh, and weight loss and everything. The the one thing that, that we've really gotten into and I try to do more of is um, the whole water thing before you start mm-hmm. on anything else or in between anything else, the whole water thing is, is very, very helpful, I think. Um, and, and, you know, so just making sure that you have that glass of water there and, and having, even if you don't finish it, just having some of it, um, you know, at the table and some of it, you know, when you're sitting down watching TV, just, you know, sit some there, you know, just having it there on a regular basis. Um, may get you more and more in the habit of, of you know, drinking it. You know, so anyway, I wanted to throw that out there. All right, we're taking another break. Um, Tara has a treat for us. We're going to talk a little, little bit about that when we come back. She, you know, we're going to talk about candy. <laughs> yep, yep, we're going to talk about candy. Uh, the number is 516-387-1944 if you have questions or comments. This is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment, and we will be right back. This is Douglas Dobbs of Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community for 29 years with quality funeral and cremation services. Honoring all religions and faiths, we have been here for many grieving families. Whether it's a complete funeral service with a burial or a simple, dignified cremation, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here for you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dobbs dedicated to serving our families. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments 
and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. Yay, good Friday afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. We are here with Tara Collingwood, the Diet Diva. And if you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. And we're talking about some candy. Uh, yeah, I know. Like, we really need to talk about candy. I can <laughs> talk about reflux and diabetes. But the one reason I wanted to talk about it is because um, – I wanted to find out from Tara, is it better to just go out uh, uh, and just grab some candy, or is it better if you make it at home? One of the things I was thinking about in terms of making it at home is that maybe, you know, and Tara can correct me on this because she actually does make candy at home. I was going to say maybe you have more control over the ingredients in the candy, but I was also thinking if you do it with family and friends and loved ones, it could actually just be a nice holiday tradition. But let me just let you take the whole candy thing away and go with it, Tara. Uh, <laughs> Help me out here. Well, so I grew up with my grandma and my aunt and my mom and I all making candy, homemade candy. The weekend of Thanksgiving, we would all go to my grandma's house for Thanksgiving, and then us ladies would sit around for two days and make a whole bunch of homemade candy, and then split it up between, you know, the three families, and then we'd have our uh, little little candy to bring, you know, a little plate of candy to a holiday party or whatever. Well, then as I got older, I enjoyed this little tradition and enjoyed some of the recipes and, you know, yummy stuff that we used to make. And I used, I would start making it and package it up and send it with my kids to their teachers as a little holiday, you know, treat. Well, now this has ballooned. <laughs> this has ballooned. Oh, wow. Probably because I have a big mouth. And um, so then I started bringing it to coworkers. And then I started giving it to friends. And then I started, so now it's literally the Tara Candy, candy Factory between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And oh, wow. I make like Gretchen, I, I mean, I make ridiculous amounts of candy. Um, and everyone's like, but you're the dietitian. I'm like, all foods can fit. <laughs> and they're like, is this, is this sugar-free candy? Is this healthy candy? I'm like, no, it is not. It is candy. <laughs> it is real I chocolate. love it. It is real everything. Um, and so I make this assortment of different truffles. I make rum balls. I make peanut butter balls. I make, you know, clusters of like white chocolate, um, nuts and dried fruit and, you know, just different stuff. I mean, none of it's super elaborate, but it's, it's, you know, my family tradition and now has become my tradition. So my mom winters down here. So she came over like last or earlier this week, I had a light work day on Wednesday. And so her and I literally like all day. We're in the kitchen making candy, um, and then, you know, we pack it up. I have little baggies with the names of each of the candies on them, and, you know, it's just a whole thing. Um, and so, you know, but that's, that's something that I look forward to every year, and it brings me joy to bring joy to other people and have a little special treat. And, um, you know, and I don't want to sabotage anyone's diet. So I always ask people, I'm like, hey, do you want some of my homemade candy or not? 
you know, I won't be offended if you don't. I get it that you're trying to be, you know, healthier or whatever. Um, and so, you know, I try not to, to be that person that's sabotaging everyone, obviously, with what I do for a living. But I also do see it as, you know, yeah, all foods can fit. And, you know, you can share it with your family and, you know, everyone gets a, a couple pieces and, you know, things like that. So um, I think we all have our little traditions and this has ballooned into <laughs> a bigger tradition than I ever expected it to, but um, <laughs> that is something that I look forward to. It sounds so fun, so nice. So, so do you, is, is there a, a Tara treat that, that everybody, that the majority of the people like that you do? Yeah, so the two fan favorites, well, I, I developed a new one a couple of years ago, and that's becoming a, a, a fast uh, third place. Um, so there's, I make these truffles, and I use, um, like, different liqueurs. So mm-hmm. I, the raspberry truffle, I use, like, a Chambord or, you know, a generic Chambord. <laughs> if you don't want to pay for the mm-hmm. name of the Chambord. Um, but, you know, a raspberry liqueur. Um, and I make Irish cream. I make, uh, like, a Kahlua coffee one. I make a cream de mince one. I make an amaretto one. So, you know, the, the truffle recipe is, like, the basic recipe. And then you just add whatever flavor that you want to it. And then it's what you roll them in too. So there's different, you know, they all look very pretty because I roll them in different sprinkles or, you know, different things that, um, that, you know, make it look, look festive. So the, the fan favorite is the raspberry truffle. There's something about that raspberry and chocolate, just divine. Um, and then of course the peanut butter balls. I, the minute I make them, they're gone because my kids sit there with a container in their hand, popping peanut butter balls <laughs> like they're, you know, just, it's crazy. Um, my husband probably likes the white chocolate pretzels. Again, nothing fancy. It's pretzels dipped in white chocolate. And I put a little, you know, red and green sprinkle of, of uh, the red and green sugar on top just to give it some, some color. But there's something about that salt and, you know, the salt crunch and then the white chocolate creaminess. That's delicious. Um, and then the one that's coming up as the, the new fan favorite is one that I call the mint crisp. So it's um, like a, a cornflake with chocolate, and I put mint extract in the chocolate when I melt it and then put the, the cornflakes in there and just make little, you know, little clusters. And, um, and just there's just something about the crisp and the mint and just the refreshing you know, minty taste that, that people love as well. So those are probably some of the, the fan favorites. Okay. Okay. I'm sitting here trying not to drool. But anyway, <laughs> I wanted, let me ask you, do you do, there's something that I got at a shop one time um, in Winter Park, and I, I have not, it's been like years, almost decades. Um, chocolate-covered potato chips. You, when you yeah. mentioned the salt and the and the sugar and stuff like that, yeah. Have you made those? I have not made those. No, but I know what you're talking I'm, about. Yeah, I think Peterbrook has those. Peterbrook, okay. <laughs> oh goodness, where is a Peterbrook? Is there? I, mm, I'm I Park Avenue. <laughs> on the corner. Okay. On the corner of Park Avenue, New England. Yeah, they're, they're the ones that oh. are famous for that chocolate popcorn. That is outstanding, but I know they have chocolate-covered uh, potato chips there as well. Okay. All right. Um, shout out to Peter Brook. Um, so I'll have to go. I'm not sure if that's the, the shop because I was thinking it was a mom-and-pop shop. This was so many years ago, and I was like, okay. 
uh, and I, I I thought it was weird at first, and I it took a bite, and I was like, I was I was sold, I was hooked, you know. So mm. gonna have to try to find that. So um, Tara has sent over a recipe that I will be posting on the G's Power Hour Facebook page for truffles. So yeah, just remember. Just remember, you know, say thank you to Tara when you're making them and stuff like that. Don't mess up the rest. Don't mess it up. Don't embellish it. She knows what she's doing. Well, I guess you, you could a little bit, you know, like she said, well, she, she does thing, some different is, things. You know, right. That's how you develop recipes and, and, you know, you look at something and you go, huh, okay. And that's how I came up with so many different flavors because at first the truffles were just like a chocolate truffle. And I'm like, oh. What if I add a little bit of, you know, Chambord or what if I add a little bit of mint to this or, you know, and so you can make any flavor that you want to by just, you know, adding. And if you don't want to use alcohol, you can use the extracts. So, you know, the peppermint extract, the almond extract, the coconut extract, the, you know, and there's beyond what's even available in the grocery store there online, you can find all kinds of flavors of different extracts that you can put into, you know, enhance the flavor of uh, candies and, you know, frostings and stuff like that. She also sent over some pictures, too, of the Chambord raspberry truffles she was talking <laughs> about and the cream to mint truffles. So um, I'm going to get those on the page as well and then okay. also put this recipe for you. But we're going to take a quick break. If you have questions or comments, for Tara, the number is 516-387-1944. Jeez Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. At Vintage Labs Collection, we are a multifaceted team of medical professionals dedicated to delivering the best quality products to patients. Our mission is to deliver the best supplement and patient outcomes in healthcare environments and consumer homes. Chat with our consulting pharmacist by visiting our website at www.vintagelabscollection.com. Supplements are not highly regulated, but Vintage Labs holds the standards higher than most. This is Douglas Dobbs, owner and funeral director at Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community with two generations of family funeral service. With the recent addition of my son Brandon, we are here to take care of the needs of Central and West Orlando. From simple cremation to a full burial, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here to help you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720, Dobbs dedicated to serving our families. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I never had a so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. And just want to let you know, we got a full week next week. Um, it's kind of a mixed bag next week because there's a – most of the week is the uh, second uh, – Gosh, I get second week is then part of the third week. But anyway, uh, we have uh, Dr. Taiwan Tillman on on uh, Wednesday. Um, Friday is the third Friday, believe it or not. And we have on um, Robert Bowden. He's going to be on Friday. Uh, we've got actually 
uh, Reverend Reginald Holmes back with us on Tuesday. He's uh, got a book out on grace, which I think was an interesting topic this time of year. And so we've got a whole bunch of stuff next week, so just make sure you stay with us, tune in, join us then. In the meantime, we're back with Tara Collingwood, um, the Diet Diva, and uh, Tara just wanted to find out what, you know, we you know we could get into a lot of anxiety over should I or shouldn't I and you know you seem to always seem to, to take everything in stride uh, when it comes to you know diet not diet messing it up getting back on track what's the key to to your um, I guess perspective you know and how and how do you suggest everybody else should be approaching uh, their nutrition plans this time of year? Well, I think it's important to think that one day is not going to undo you. It's that string of days, weeks, months that is going to be important. So if you do have that one day that you go to that holiday party or, you know, indulge at the office, whatever, um, you know, no big deal. You, you turn around and, you know, tomorrow do better. Um, or, you know, get a little bit more exercise, you know, that kind of thing. So, you know, I just want people to realize that you should enjoy a little bit over the holidays. And it's not going to be the end of a healthy lifestyle. And that it's actually healthy to indulge a little bit and enjoy and, you know, kind of average things out a little bit with, um, with some indulgence. And that's what life is all about. You know, you want to try to be able to look forward to some of those kinds of things and not beat yourself up over it and, and look forward to knowing when that's going to happen. So, you know, knowing that, oh, tomorrow I've got a Christmas party and I know there's going to be a bunch of yummies there. So I'm, I know I'm going to do it. And you know what? I'm okay with that because I'm looking forward to it and I am going into it with both eyes open and making the choice to indulge and enjoy. And I think that's the difference is beating yourself up afterwards is not going to do anyone any good, but going in, making the choice with eyes wide open and saying, I want to enjoy and, you know, have more than, you know, I normally do. And that's okay. And so I think that's the difference is all in the attitude and the choice of how you're, how you're going into it. Okay. Um, so, and, and that's actually just a good way to, let's say, go into the new year. We, we try to make these like little hard and fast rules, you know, on day one of 2024 or, or day two, okay, of 2024, <laughs> you know, this, is going to be the game plan, and this is how we're going going to go to the the gym, um, and we're going to you know get a bicycle, and we're going to get a Peloton, and we're going to do this, and we're going to you know we go and buy all of the gym clothes. And keep in mind, you guys, the people are waiting for you. People are waiting for you now because some of you are buying this stuff for other people for gifts. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> Your intentions are good, but you know, just don't. You know, the, you're just going to guilt somebody in, into you know. They may end up being resentful and everything, and they won't enjoy the holidays. Okay, just just skip that. You know, make make the plan. You know, wait for the tax money if you got to do that and do that later. But anyway, you know, 
it's it's really important that we remember that we're all fallible. And so, you know, whatever we are attempting to do, the thing is, is just if you make a mistake, just don't say, you know, oh, this isn't working, you know. It, it, you got to learn from the mistakes. Mistakes, that's that's the best way you bounce back from a mistake is just learn from it and you do better. You keep going. So I think that's, that's yeah. important that, that everybody keeps that in mind. Also, too, adults, if you give up, you're not necessarily setting the best example for your kids, Okay. You, you you know your kids got to see that you're you know willing to fight the good fight, okay. So it, it, you know you they 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 they're watching whether or not you see them watching. Kids are watching, so you know Absolutely. if they see that yeah. So if they see that you know you're you haven't haven't given up and you know and you're and you're enjoying life because I don't I, your kids kids don't want to see miserable parents. They really don't. So, you know, if you're nope. enjoying the holidays and you slip up, you know, as long as you say, okay, I slipped, let's just get back on and let's, you know, get get going and get to it. And, you know, you keep the good attitude. I think that's very important. You know? Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not let's cry over spilled milk, but what could I do differently next time to prevent the milk from spilling? Or what can I do to, you know, go into the situation and feel good about the choices that I made and, um, and balance it with other things? So I think, you know, again, eyes wide open. Definitely, definitely. So um, any particular uh, – I wanted to ask you, you know, kind of just keeping it in the same vein with, with kids. I'm, I'm just thinking about uh, – because – I, one of the things that we talk about, we have a, a, a nation of o, obese children. We don't want to penalize them during, during this time of year. But maybe when we start in the new year is getting our children on track so they can be hopefully healthier adults than, than we are. Um, yeah. Is there any one thing to keep in mind uh, as we enter the new year for, for the kids? I, the reason I'm asking, because I, I go back to, my love of salad, I think, began when I was a kid, and I don't remember necessarily being pressured into eating salad, but I do remember, like, coming home, and my afternoon snack was basically I'd go to the kitchen, and if it was there, and usually it was, I was making myself a salad as an afternoon treat. Now, you know, you can mess mess a good salad up, so just, just be careful with that. <laughs> but, you know, my mom was good about, let's say, making me or, or having vegetables on a regular basis. And there were some that I absolutely did not like or did not think I'd ever come to like. I did not like squash. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not great on it, but I'm better on it. And I think a lot of it has to do with how you prepare food. And I think that's part of the big issue, which maybe in January we can discuss the preparation of food so that when you say eat a vegetable, it's not, oh, man, it's like, well, eat a vegetable. It's like, "Mm, well, which one should I eat today? You know, I think we have to get to the point where we're changing our perspective and we have to, like I said, set that example for our our kids and get them started on the right path. So any suggestions? 
Yeah, absolutely. I love I love that idea of, you know, being that role model for the kids, the grandkids, you know, whoever is in your life. And um and to your point, you know, they see more than they hear. <laughs> and so you mm-hmm. can't just say, go do this, go do that and then not be that role model yourself. And um and you know, not ever serving things. I remember I was talking to a high school athlete this was many years ago. And I was saying something about blueberries and he looked at me and he goes, I don't think I've ever had a blueberry. The kid was in high school. Mm. Okay. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. what? (laughs) He goes, I mean, I've had like a blueberry muffin, but I've never eaten like a, like a blueberry, like a plain blueberry. And so Mm -hmm. if we don't serve it, they're not going to be exposed to it. They're not going to wake up at 18 years old and go broccoli. Where have you been my whole life? You know? And so offering and exposing and yes, there's going to be foods, you know, like squash that they may go, ew, but there's going to be other foods that they're going to go, Oh yes. Yes. I love those carrots, those broccoli, that asparagus, that blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and go for that. And, and maybe it is the way you cook it or season it or, you know, that you, that they don't even realize it's squash because now it's a completely different way that they're eating it, that they're not used to it you know, it's showing up on their plate. And so I think, you know, just playing around with that kind of stuff, having conversations with kids about it, including them in cooking and, um, and mm-hmm. planning and grocery shopping. Now that my son is 16, I can send him to the grocery store with a list. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> and not only is it helping me out, but it's teaching him. And, you know, the first couple times I get a phone call every 30 seconds from the grocery store. Is this the right one? Is that the right one? Is this what you're supposed to, you know, but after a while he gets used to seeing foods and knowing what to choose and, you know, and that kind of thing. So, you know, sending them, including them in some of those um, activities of grocery shopping, meal planning, recipe finding, recipe developing, um, you know, those are all incredibly good skills when they end up, you know, on their own and don't know how to boil water. Um, so, you know, teaching them these things when they are, you know, early teens and teenagers is absolutely invaluable. That is so good. I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. We, but we, we do have to – there's so many conversations we've got to have. I, I'm, I'm like, how do I get all this in for next year? <laughs> we need to talk about introducing foods because, like you said, for example, blueberries. I can't really say if I had looked back on it that we really had blueberries when I was growing up, and I can't say when mm-hmm. I started eating blueberries, you know, and I was probably one of the ones that had the blueberry muffins before I had the actual – individual blueberry um but now it's like uh we're out i gotta go get some blueberries you know and 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 one of my favorites is uh in terms of vegetables is spinach in its Mm, variety of of fixings i'm really i i am a a true spinach fan i don't know how or when or why um has nothing to do with popeye i just love spinach but um you know so it's, we've got to look at, yeah, introducing foods. We've got to look at also I think we need to have a talk, uh, a talk um, and maybe bring some people in in terms of how we get into the food deserts and how do we change these areas 
um, mm-hmm. you know, and look at things like um, community gardens and other things. We've, we've really got to, uh, you know, get get rid of the food deserts. So I think that's For important. sure. Absolutely. It's a huge problem. Tara, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Thank Aww, you so much. Oh, thank you. Same to you. Look I'm looking forward to the recipe. You're going to work on it, so I'll, I'll let you know <laughs> if the kitchen's still standing right. <laughs> when we get back next year. So take it easy. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody, have a blessed weekend. Enjoy yourself. Don't shop too much. You know, be mindful with your money. This has been G's Power Hour. Never had a so good entertainment. Be well, be safe, be blessed, and please remember, all real power comes from God. Take care. Sure.